0: You are listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops with Vlad the Impeller and Silicon Steve Valley. And now, here is Silicon Steve Valley and Vlad the Impeller. Ladies and gentlemen, it is High Spots and Cheap Pops once again. This is Silicon Steve Valley with... The legendary Vlad the Impaler. Vlad, happy new year again. We're about 11 days in. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing pretty well, and I could see that you use the term legendary loosely. I appreciate it, though. Um, overall, I'm doing okay. It's been uh, some crazy times in the States here, but. Uh, uh, We're doing doing all right otherwise. So um, thankfully, we have a distraction in wrestling once again. And uh, some interesting things happened uh, since we last spoke and other stories are developing. So it's a good time to be online with everybody and just uh, sort of distracting ourselves from the uh, crazy thing that we call life these days.
0: Absolutely. Unprecedented times, I think, has been thrown around once or twice the last year or two or four. Anyways, um, <laughs> we are talking yes. about, we have uh, Drew McIntyre. We're going to be talking about a couple things today here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. First one, we're going to talk about Drew McIntyre was slated to not only face Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, but he was going to face Randy Orton tonight for, for I believe, the WWE Championship again. So... I guess we just, well, not I guess. we First and foremost, definitely want to wish Drew McIntyre well. He has been one of the best champions they have had. Um, that really, I mean, I know he was an independent star, but he really worked his way into being a main event guy. And the guy can go. I mean, he's the, I don't remember them having a world champion big man that showed up every week because Lesnar would fit this if he showed up every week. But a, a big man that can wrestle that well and be at the top of the card and say you're never disappointed for the most part and uh, that's what i love about drew mcintyre he's been a great champion it's unfortunate that raw has struggled so bad on his watch so to speak as he was carrying the banner for most of this year so i hope that they don't take that out on him and uh, he hasn't and i want him to keep the title through wrestlemania especially if he's wrestling fucking goldberg but uh we got saved there, there won't be a goldberg match at the royal rumble so all of you i know you guys are excited about that that that's that's the chicken salad out of the chicken shit of uh, Drew McIntyre getting sick. I can watch the Royal rumble and not be pissed off for three, three to five minutes.
1: Yeah. And it's just so nice to have to like, uh, that that's been sort of uh, delayed with these uh, circumstances first and far for the most uh, though, you know, I wish nothing but the best for Drew McIntyre and um it's incredible that I think he almost dodged a bullet by having to delay this with Goldberg because it gives him a few moments to pause and consider whether or not they still want to carry through with this. Um, but this like feud that uh, McIntyre's in, uh, it really doesn't set well with me. But we'll get to that shortly. Overall, again, like as you mentioned, uh, most important is that uh, thing is that he goes and gets healthy. Um, an incredible worker, as you were talking about there and um we can only hope for him to return sooner than later
0: Oh, absolutely and, and he will i mean he's a uh, you know typically these, these these guys recover pretty quickly but you never know you never know this thing is a very dangerous deal and everybody's different yeah. uh but let's get into the booking between with drew mcintyre and i just want to spend a couple seconds on this did we really need to see randy orton and drew mcintyre again out of the top of a of a tele, television or pay per view match, do we really need to see it? I mean, what have been the, the fifth main event that they had since nope. August. I mean, come on, how many times? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> uh,
1: in comedy, they yeah. In comedy, that's yeah. In comedy, They're in just in life, they refer to that as beating a dead horse, and they just keep on destroying Seabiscuit there, and it's nuts.
0: Uh, Yeah. And, and again, Randy Orton, uh, you know what? He was this, he was, he had it. He was red hot, what have you. And they're like, Oh, we got to give him the title. Then he has the champ, the title for what? A couple weeks. And then he loses it again. I I mean, I don't know. Randy Orton was so good last year and I'm already tired of him. I'm, I'm tired of him going around threatening the legends again. Okay, cool. Well, you doing it a decade ago for Christ's sake. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but uh, let's go back to Goldberg. And if anybody has paid attention to anything I have said on our page, on this, on this podcast, Bill Goldberg, and this is no disrespect to him as a person. I don't know him as a man, what have you, but the guy is a shitty fucking wrestler. And I don't care about seeing his entrance anymore. I don't care about him spearing somebody three times. I don't care about him barely getting a man who's 300 pounds up over his head and almost breaking his fucking neck in Saudi Arabia. The guy has had match after match after match since coming back, and every match is the same, with the unless he somehow gets beaten. He is a disaster in the ring. Half the wrestling community hated his guts, not hate his guts as a person, but you know, it I can't stand watching him. And he's done it again. I mean, this is incredible. Last year, they, they, I still don't think The Fiend has recovered from dropping to Goldberg in three minutes. People say, oh, well, this, the Cena match changed that at WrestleMania. No, it did not. He's not the unbeliever. He, he is not. He could have been what The Undertaker was when The Undertaker started. And they blew it there, too. They blew it. Guy couldn't be kept down. Seth Rollins did literally everything. I think he did split him on fire. I, he, there's so many things Seth Rollins did. He curb stomped him like 12 times or something like that. Couldn't keep him down. Goldberg speared him a couple times and then a, and then a shitty jackhammer and he's done. And we're supposed to believe this and we're supposed to not think this is an insult to our fucking intelligence. It's a joke, Bill. Our Vlad, I'm sorry. It's an absolute joke, Vlad. Absolute joke. and it's And I'm tired of it. I remember McMahon. Oh, we don't want to insult your intelligence when he, when he introduced the Attitude Era. And he says this, he says this, but what is he, has he been doing since they went public? He's been insulting the intelligent wrestling fans' intelligence over and over and over and over again. And that's all Bill Goldberg is. It's a shiny little attraction because Lesnar didn't want to come back. And it's pathetic. And, I, and I'm glad... Baron Corbin tweeted with great or or awesome with a with a annoyed emoji. Ali, that was a shoot the shit he was saying last week. And then look how they book it. Not only is it stupid to have this man go over, they book it like shit. They they botched the they botched the moment Goldberg comes out and cuts a promo on McIntyre like he was Randy Orton the whole time. <coughs> You're disrespecting these people. Like what? First of all, Drew McIntyre, other than maybe Hogan and Flair, Drew McIntyre is better than everybody that was on that stage, for the record. So there's that. <laughs> so I'm I'm just absolutely so frustrated with what about your, what about Chuck Jarrett? <laughs> so that that's my take on that. Vlad the Impaler, I want you you to tell me I'm wrong. Look me in the. King I look in that camera and you tell me that Goldberg should go over Drew McIntyre ever in this lifetime. Uh,
1: no, I can't do that. And I wouldn't insult your intelligence by even thinking that um, you're so right. Especially about the whole botched way that they introduced them. Uh, I thought it was crazy looking at raw where like Randy Orton is going around and like literally threatening people, legends. Drew McIntyre, I think, has a good moment with Hulk Hogan, from what I recall. keep in mind, I fast-forwarded through much of it, right? <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, uh, McIntyre has his match with Keith Lee, and the next thing that happens is, is uh, um, you know, Goldberg is coming out, of course, and um, he can't adapt to a new circumstance they didn't even get a chance to build up him disrespecting anybody i think you're supposed to have a moment on the mic and maybe make fun of the guys the legends on the stage and they never got to it they threw him out there goldberg didn't know how to adapt in the slightest goes off the the original script and now mcintyre has to go and ad-lib after he just wrestled keith lee for the championship That's a great way to like, creatively speaking, go and put your world champion into that position with a hack like Bill Goldberg. (laughs) He had a really good line though. And that saved the segment. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not so, I'm not so sunny on, on Bill Goldberg. Let's put it that way. Anything to do with him or any like, there's no reason for him to be back. And if you watch the undertaker, Documentary and saw that whole situation and the danger that Undertaker was put in because of Bill Goldberg. They're crazy to even have him out there again. Crazy, you know. We got to get Bill Goldberg in here because, quite frankly,
0: I think we need a we need an attraction. We don't have we don't have Brock Lesnar right now, so uh, I think we're gonna get Bill Goldberg. You know, Triple H it's Vince. Right there, and then Triple H's like, uh, I don't know, Vince. Uh, what do you think? you know what I mean? You could here like, you know, Triple H is just like, uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of don't sex. do it. <laughs> oh my god! How about that conversation with Stephanie and
1: uh, like really uh, Triple H? I mean, uh...
0: How's Dad?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, uh, you want to go work out, Steph? I got to work on my Triple H. That was shit. It sounded exactly like my Vince, and my Vince wasn't that good to begin with.
1: No, you're getting there, man. You're letting it fly. It's good. It's
0: good. (laughs) Letting the juices flow. So we got that. So we are still going to get Goldberg and McIntyre probably at whatever shitty new pay-per-view that they got coming in. What is it, Fastlane on the way to WrestleMania? I don't know. Whatever it will be,
1: we're gonna get. It was the same pay per
0: view that Goldberg beat Kevin Owens at, and I think it was the same pay per view that Goldberg beat. I think it was the same pay per view Goldberg beat. uh, Oh no, he he beat hit the fiend in Saudi Arabia, didn't he? That's irrelevant.
1: But yeah. isn't
0: it amazing? You had Kevin Owens, who's having a great run, a great time, should have fought Jericho for the for that title at WrestleMania. And that was the original plan. But they bring Goldberg in, ruin Kevin Owens and make it Goldberg and Should that, Yep.
1: And Lesnar again. That total that totally that totally should have gone. They should have totally gone through with that storyline. That would have been one of the greatest, like coolest moments. In WrestleMania, with that world title, dang, you know, basically being involved there, that would have been great.
0: And what a match it would have been! I mean, Jericho can't do. Jericho still could put on a great match. He doesn't have to do the flips and such. Um, but they were building that for yeah. over a year. They were building that storyline, and then they fucking said, "Now we're bringing in Goldberg." Sorry, <laughs> I guarantee you that was the straw <laughs> that broke the proverbial back of Chris Jericho in, in WWE because Jericho said he did. His, he was doing his best yeah. work he did in years. And he was rewarded by, all right, instead of that title, we're going to give the US title. It's still a good story, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there's that, folks. So get ready for Goldberg and uh, McIntyre in February. Does Goldberg win, Vlad?
1: I hope not. I really don't. I really hope that Vince comes to his senses and just realizes that he's just torturing all of us by doing this. Oh, I know you hope. We all hope. We all hope. Hope is a good thing. Hope keeps us striving. <coughs>
0: but what do you think is going to be the end result when Bill Goldberg takes on Drew McIntyre? Does Goldberg, because McIntyre can go. Do you think McIntyre can carry? Because the Undertaker can't go anymore. He couldn't. You know what? Can McIntyre it, carry what Goldberg? What they'll probably do is have,
1: they'll have um, Goldberg will win under... Uh, I don't think it'll be a clean um a clean pin. There, there might be a little controversy involved here. He'll beat him and then McIntyre will win it back in, at Mania. That's how predictable this is gonna be. No way. Really? No fans think... who, who you know are limited limited fans. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: If Goldberg's in a main event I and mean, he's gonna be, what am I kidding? <laughs> and that's the deal. Yeah, if, Le- if Lesson that, doesn't come back And eventually so but the question This is the problem though we've talked about this And we're not the first ones if they don't start Creating stars I mean who's special to bring back mm -hmm. You know the legend Isn't special anymore
1: It's not before I forget here's one Here's one way to make it different Uh, Lesnar does come back And they have a triple threat with Lesnar McIntyre and Goldberg
0: Do you bring Lesnar back with Heyman With Roman Reigns though and not put them Opposite each other wwe would
1: avoid I'm thinking it about it but hopefully yeah they'll they'll yeah yeah they'll avoid it for sure
0: oh that, i mean that that sells itself and and lesnar can cut a couple promos because lesnar can cut a promo people you know people sleep on lesnar lesnar can cut a promo lesnar's a great professional wrestler he's extraordinarily overpaid mm-hmm. and he's extraordinarily overprivileged But he is a very good professional wrestler, and he's very underrated because of the overpaid and overprivileged part. But um, Lesnar, McIntyre, um, Goldberg, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a way to have Goldberg, you know, kind of get lost, and you don't have to worry about him sucking so bad. But I I don't know if Lesnar wants to come back during the the pandemic, just like The Rock. Like, Lesnar's like, I don't care. He just gave me like $20 million for five matches the last two years. I'm good. So, but anyways, if you guys want to um, connect with us, you can kick next with us on Facebook with High Spots and She Pops. Also, follow me on the Twitter at Real Steve Valley. And uh, we'll be right back. We're going to get into the AEW, the, the pride of professional wrestling right now, AEW. And we are going to talk about a possible Bullet Club reformation and all the things that can happen with that exciting thing. You know, I wonder if WWE ever had an opportunity to do those things and make it cool.
1: Hmm.
0: We you will know, be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will be right back, folks. Hi. I paused the recording. Seven. Oh, we yeah. are back. High spots and she pops just flowing with the loving energy that is professional wrestling. Vlad, the impaler, is on the opposite of me. And I What's am, of course, Silicon Steve Alley. Um, big yeah. news, kind of surprising, even though you knew it was something you knew that Gallows and Anderson. We're going to be involved, but AEW have been doing a cross promotion, promotion thing with impact wrestling. You probably, obviously, you know that. And this, and so what happened on this past Wednesday night on AEW, we had probably of all the times I've seen it, the coolest reformation of what many people consider the heart of the bullet club, putting up the two sweet sign and five members, the original elite, which is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and, and all champions of AEW. And then you had Gallows and Anderson, tag team champions of Impact, all five in the ring, putting the two suites sign up, signifying a possible reformation of the Bullet Club. Your first thoughts when you saw that Vlad Taylor. what are you feeling? It was a cool moment anyway you look at it, but what were you feeling particularly about that situation?
1: Uh, I really felt that when I saw that symbol go up, I really felt like the elite, the bullet club, to be honest with you, it was just, uh, very much like, um, I don't want to compare it to Hogan turning and then the NWO forming. That's, that was a little different way special. Um, but like, just, you know, not to get off topic coming back. It, this was definitely a good, good moment. And, uh, it can only get better in my, my opinion. So yeah, God bless them. This is what I wanted to see. This is what WWE dropped the ball on years ago. I mean, I would constantly mention how you had Finn Balor there. You had AJ Styles, you had Gallows and Anderson, and then they would like treat the fan as an as if they were idiots and have them barely interact officially. And God forbid we should ever acknowledge that something like, The Bullet Club existed and was was successful elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then, you know what? Like, they just totally fumbled that ball. And then I look at AEW and they're actually doing it. So thank you, whoever was behind that. Don Callis is the invisible hand. I'm totally on board with it. And uh, I'd love to hear what you have to think.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I am. Oh, first of all, you know I've talked about Don Callis and how much I love him. They didn't waste any time. So Kenny Omega, what was it? December 2nd turned heel. The the cleaner came back December 2nd where he struck Moxley with that microphone. So we are just over a month, five weeks to the day. They didn't waste much time going forward with this. They are doing something big. And by the way, this is something that David had been planning for months, years. Yep. And what's funny is this company has gotten off its feet and has been very successful, made money the first year, which no company does. And they did it with Kenny kind of being a mid-carder for the most part. Let's be honest. He was in the tag team division. Yep. And, or he was losing. Now when he was upper mid-card, and he was always what have you. But now he's going to be unleashed as the star of the show, and people are, gonna, people are already saying, oh, my God, this guy, that weren't familiar with him. So that all being said, he's he's healed for let for five weeks. They're teasing him on Impact, which is still amazing to me. And then yep. the Good Brothers come out, and uh and we knew they were eventually going to come out. It wasn't like that was a big surprise, but what happened and the and the speed in which this got together was amazing. And then when the Young Bucks came out, and looked like they were trying to say, hey, stay off of my, you know, stay off of. Uh, all the wrestlers, you got, I just got to calm down, what have you. And they looked like they were a little hesitant to put the sign up, but they did. They wound up doing it. It was a great moment. And it was a moment that's going to be, that's the kind of moment that just keeps the momentum going. And now people are, are talking about the bullet club again, Tamatanga And also, and I don't want to get too much into this, but Tamatanga mentioned uh, has been kind of going at them out, calling them the, uh, the tribute big bullet club or something of that nature. Um, but the last time that those five guys did that very thing, do you know what day that was? It was almost five years to the day.
1: Uh, New my, my year's guess day. is when they turned on AJ Styles. Yes, absolutely. Ah, uh,
0: it was New Year's dash, which is like the Monday night raw after WrestleMania for them. New Year's dash. If you're not familiar with Japan, Japanese wrestling folks, and many of you aren't because it's in Japanese, we get it. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with Japanese wrestling, the Bullet Club has had Finn Balor was the original as he was Prince David. He was the original actually was his idea with the Bullet Club. Um, once he got the call to go to WWE, AJ Styles left Impact and he became the leader of the Bullet Club. So the entire time Carl Anderson was in there, very shortly after there, Doc Gallows was in there, and very shortly after that, the Young Bucks were in there. So those were five early Bullet Club members, and those, uh, which was Kenny, including Kenny Omega, because Kenny Omega was recruited by Prince Devin. These were all during the, the early days of the Bullet Club. All five of these guys were recruited. So... At, they had a tag match, Kenny Omega and this is it was a good tag match. It was Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and a guy by the name of Shinsuke Nakamura, who the day before had a 25 star match with AJ Styles for the Inter- Intercontinental Championship, and they fought Kenny Omega and you guessed it, AJ Styles. And then at the end of the match, while AJ was on the second turnbuckle, Kenny came from behind him, got him set up perfectly for the one winged angel. And then the Young Bucks came in and uh, started helping them beat up AJ Styles. Then Doc Gallows and Anderson came in, and they were like, hey, what are you go? Stop beating up AJ. And then they had a very similar moment. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega put up the two-sweet sign, and Gallows and Anderson looked hesitant, but then they said, okay. They did it, and then they all turned on AJ Styles. That was the last time all five of those guys were in the ring and did something like that, which is pretty historic because they're reforming some version of the bullet club and what's interesting is so that's very historic with these characters so this story is really literally five years in the making if not more so they have that happening now you have a story with them in impact you have a story with them over here i i am not even going to guess what they have they have planned they're doing things that have never been done before. They're starting to do things that have never been done before in this industry. Don Callis and Kenny Omega. You know, when Callis said it, we're other, we're other thinking consciousness. Other people want to make money. We want to make history. That's a shoot. That is a shoot of what Kenny Omega has been preaching in his interviews, and that's a shoot what the Young Bucks have been preaching about. We are seeing a painting being painted right now, right in front of us, and it's the early stages of what could be one of the greatest storylines and greatest sub storylines in the history of this company or the history of the business, not this company. Uh, and I'm just super, I, I'm just re- over the moon, excited about that. In the short term, the young bucks are going to have a challenge of, are they going to turn heel? Or are they going to stay babyface? They're going to kind of be in the middle. And then there's going to be a moment where they have a moment of truth. I am not a hundred percent convinced they turn heel. Maybe they go against a uh, gallows and Anderson, but you would think they would be together, but I don't know. That's one thing about AEW. They, even when you know, something's coming like sting, they somehow still surprise the shit out of you when he shows up the way they do it, the time they do it, they have been masterful uh-huh. at uh, the bigger players in the, in, in the company. They have been masterful at the long game. And it's a, uh, Ah, uh, it, it's amazing, and and it's funny. I, it's like, the, I think they, they, they wrote, they booked this probably for a good year, year and a half. And I've, I've mentioned, this story ends with Hangman Adam Page getting the world championship off of Kenny Omega. That's how this all this story ends, in terms of, that's going to be the big blow. This is all about the redemption of Adam Page. I know people aren't thinking that right now, but that's what's going to be the end game here. And it's going to be, and I bet that's what my opinion is. Um, cause imagine that all the history of Kenny Omega and H- H- hangman page is going to do what he's going to do with the dark order and all that. Uh, it's just so many sub stories happening here. And there's a lot of things you can play off. Save the young bucks. Don't they do indeed turn heel FTR is not going to not want their championships just because they're heel. So imagine an FTR young bucks match where FTR is the possible baby faces with Tully. I mean, imagine that <laughs> with a crowd. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, it's just, just, it just, I was just thinking about that because because it's, it's, the horsemen, they had certain subtleties Whenever time they would feud against with one of the, uh, they feud with the Russian's swans, or they feuded with a couple heels here and there. I think they even wrestled the Midnight Express a couple times. They didn't yeah. change their attitude, but the fans cheered for them because they were going up against the heel. And if you were going to cheer, if it was going to be heel versus heel, you know, you're going to choose the, the horsemen. I still think with Tully there and the way these guys are, I think they're going to have that same vibe. They were going to be the same exact characters, but depending on who they're wrestling, they can work whatever angle they want. And I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm uh, just that aspect of it um, because of how these stories are building and how other characters are going to play off of it. John, and how about John Moxley? John Moxley is going to be, it's basically Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the NWO. Yep. Oxley is the closest thing to us to stone cold we've seen and the bullet club or whatever the, the super elite, I think they will probably be called. Um, they might go bullet club though, because they mentioned bullet club several times uh, on being the elite today. They said his bullet club back together and the bucks kept on saying it's complicated. Like they, it was like a relationship situation, um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's going to be uh, it's, it's uh, It's going to be really cool to see how all these characters come to play. Maybe there's a Dark Order Super Elite feud and lovable losers with Elite led by Hangman Adam Page, and maybe that's how this thing, whole thing, blows out. Then you throw the Brody Lee motion into it. But that's probably a year, year away or so. But um, it's just going to be. I'm really excited about this.
1: Yeah, they're, they're on a golden path, man. Oh, and, my gosh. And, and that's just, the, and that's the, just, just other other that story. You watch Goldberg try to wrestle for the title. Yep.
0: <laughs> Is that what he calls it? I thought he just called it running and tackling. And they, and, and praying to hell the person sells the shit out of the spear. It's going to look stupid. <laughs> hey, uh, I could just hear him and McIntyre in the back before the match. Hey, uh, just do yourself a favor. Just uh, kind of kick up kick up a little bit when I go for that jackhammer. You, you know, We don't want any mistakes, right? thanks kid he walks away like it's no big deal like he hasn't almost ended like he didn't end bret hart's career and stole at least five to ten years of great wrestling for bret hart not only did he do that he yeah. almost killed the undertaker what the fuck yeah fuck goldberg man in every goddamn way at least i have a good reason to hate goldberg last week you're shitting on double j for no reason poor
1: double j He deserved every Val I I mentioned against him that week. You know
0: what? I don't understand. I I just don't understand that guy. Double J was not happy with you. I spoke to him the other day. He was very upset.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Um, I I was validated with everything I said. And um, you know what? I don't give a good goddamn what Jeff Jarrett thinks.
0: I think you could probably take Jarrett. I, there's no way I can take Goldberg. Goldberg could be 85 years old. He'd still kick the living shit out of me. It, it's just that simple. So <laughs> He's he's a great guy you as know, a person. I, I just don't want to see him wrestle. It's just an opinion. The yeah, arrogance I mean, he has, a, too. Did you see that yeah, Goldberg a, 24 hours thing? You know you wanted it. Or no, no it was uh, the streak. they did a they did, they did a, a... And I watched it, which proves his fucking point, which is ironic. Um... <laughs> They were talking about the streak, and he, uh, he said, I don't care who you are. And he's probably right to a certain extent. You wanted to see my entrance. she wanted to da-da-da. And he's probably right. Goldberg was, had, a, had a cool vibe going to him. I was over him very quick, though. Um, but, um, you know, they, they talked about how he, he went with black, black boots, black, uh, black tights, and uh, uh, bald head goatee just like austin and he said i don't care i'm gonna be my own man i don't care and so it just the guy had a, had a had an arrogance about him for some guy who really just is a shitty 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 pro wrestler he has he has an entrance ah, and an intensity which is great but he's he just sucks so bad i'm just so pissed off for every match every Bret hart match i wasn't able to see because of him fuck bill Goldberg. thank you That'll be the name of this episode. Fuck Goldberg. But anyways, um, I know so that's all I got. That's that's right. So we we are excited about uh, about the possible Bullet Club reuniting, and we're then that's going to uh, really be just super exciting things. I'm over the moon with what's going on in AEW right now. Uh, Everything, even with their tag division, is still keeping everyone relevant. you know, what they're building with Sting and Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. That's incredible. Uh, It looks like the Dark Order, and and we're not going to have time to get into the Dark Order right now, Uh, but looks like the Dark Order is going to continue a relationship with the Hangman Adam Page to a certain extent. But uh, it looks like the de facto leaders was not Uno necessarily. It was John Silver and Stu Grayson. seemed like they were taking kind of the reins, but it was still kind of the same vibe they always had. But Silver now is sitting at toward the head of that table. And he, and he's definitely a major player within the Dark Order now. Um, so you saw that. <laughs> but they uh, had a very emotional, yeah. and I don't know if you saw it, and if, and if you didn't check it out, please do. Uh, they had a really emotional, nice video of Hangman Adam Page and, and the Dark Order and everything that they've gone through so far, dating back to last year. And talk about that's that's, that's long term storytelling. They were going to have a huge Hangman Adam Page and Brody Lee were going to have a huge program, which was going to be fantastic when Brody Lee came back. Um, and they're kind of in an audible right now, and they they might have yeah. struck gold with again the lovable underdogs now with ha- led by Hangman Adam Page. That could be the case. And mm-hmm. and, and his deal is going to try to free them. Yeah, you know. So so we were able to talk about the Dark Order a little bit. <laughs> But anyways, what else you got going on? Vlad the Impaler, anything else in the wrestling world you want to talk about you got going on?
1: So, yeah, since you mentioned it, uh, the one thing I would say about the Dark Order, I do like the idea of Paige being their leader. And honestly, I would love the idea of them bringing in uh, Rowan as like his, I don't know, heater, if you want to call him that, or uh, just, you know, the, the big, like the muscle in there because of just the direct connection, being a Bludgeon brother himself having that guy sort of overseeing it with page and uno, you know, not to be subversive or anything, but just to sort of be a dude to carry it on.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think they would be foolhardy not to bring him in and involve him with dark order. I mean, it's just a natural deal. I, you know what I was yeah. thinking, if they go a different way with um, instead of have, have hang, not have hangman be the de facto, just be a leader leader, but just kind of whatever, have him kind of be with them the way he's been. And Eric Redbeard comes in and he is super nice and he, he's kind of takes over. He becomes the leader, like, which I, which I still think might be the end case anyway, which I think might be the best thing. I I just not sure if they're going to go that way right now, Um, but he's super abusive and horrible to everybody, but anyone in the dark order, like you see him flip out, just like Brody Lee used to do. But with everybody in the Dark Order, he's super friendly. Like, kid goes like, hey, are you okay, buddy? No problem, man. I'll get your back. And then maybe he'll have a problem and say, Chuck Taylor, like, what are you doing? You know, and and just really abusive. But then he has this dichotomy where then he's super friendly and very, very nurturing. opposed to Brody was kind of, uh, you piece of shit, little bitch. Yelling at all the the Dark Order guys. But uh, Rowan, you'll see him be that guy. But he would only be it toward people outside of the dark order, but all of his buddies, he'd be like, Hey, come here. Like you could see them being upset. And he comes and he like, gives them hugs and like, it's okay, buddy. If you ever need anything, you could always talk to big old Redbeard." you know, whatever. I just thought that would kind of be a funny dichotomy if they ever pulled that off, but you know,
1: it's get a great way to start feud still.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but anyways, well, we had a great time talking to you guys tonight, Vlad, the impaler, anything you're looking forward to, particularly this week, coming up on, uh, dynamite uh we have the elite the leader in action which is the young bucks and kenny omega uh,
1: yeah i'm looking forward and
0: yeah, they're gonna I'm looking win forward
1: to it all just yeah um i would agree um yeah it's just it's it's like must see wrestling at this point and uh god bless them for it man i'm, I'm really enjoying what they're doing there
0: absolutely god bless aew we will see you guys later. I am Silicon Steve Valley. On um, The opposite enemy is Vlad the Impaler, the omnipotent Vlad the Impaler. And we will check you guys out next week here on High Spots and Sheep Pops. Again, if you guys want to check, kind of follow me, Real Steve Valley, at Real Steve Valley on the Twitter and High Spots and Cheap Pops on Facebook. And a lot of exciting things happen in 2021. I've been saying that every year the last four years, but I think it's actually coming to fruition considering we're on fucking Spotify now, Bell- Vlad Val- Vlad. Flotty Dotty.
1: Yeah, we've been Spotify man. Doesn't get any better than that.
0: That sounds dirty. We're going to get it on a T-shirt. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops. This is Silicon Steve Alley for Flad the Impaler. Here, endeth the lesson.